Everybody said amen. We've been on the subject of faith. I'm on this subject not only for you but for me. Because I'm not immune to the things you go through, nor are you immune to the things I go through. I'm still walking on a broken toe, healed in Jesus' name. Just point to my foot and say, healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> I've been avoiding door frames lately. Amen. I don't want anything to do with those door frames. Um, but we're not immune from challenges. As a matter of fact, being in this world guarantees us the fact that we're going to go through some stuff. We're going to have some issues and some challenges, but God did not leave us in a position where we don't have answers to those challenges, where we don't have the sufficient supply necessary to keep us in the midst of the challenge. I mean, God didn't leave us orphanless. He left us with the Holy Spirit that would help us, but he also left us with his word. He gave us his word, and that word guarantees to us that any need, any challenge, any condition that we have in our life is overcomable. The results may not be exactly what we want them to be, but they will be results that he wants them to be. Now, that, that having said that, let me, let me explain that we don't go through things, and I've said, you hear me say this all the time, we don't go through the things that we go through because of God's teaching or God's uh, 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 desire for us, because God only wants good for us. He said, Beloved, every good and every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turn. Now, I'm only going to go a few minutes. And, and if you're just hanging with me, you're going to learn something today. But I, there, there are two thoughts that God gave me. I wanna, I'm going to go deeper in both of these thoughts, but I'm going to bridge them this morning. The first thought that God gave me was about faith. And, and I woke up the other morning, and as I'm laying on my bed, about 5 o'clock in the morning, the Spirit of the Lord woke me up. I wake up that morning, and, and what I hear from the Lord is, the first thing in the morning is, Steve, faith is like a pump. And I had a vision of a pump in the backyard. And I realized that the pump could be out there, but unless you're moving the handle... And that faith draws something that exists somewhere else into what, what I need. Faith brings me what I need from somewhere else. If I needed water, that pump brings water from another source, another place, into the realm that I need that water. Boy, God just opened up so much to me related to this, the idea of this pump. Then God told me something really, really interesting beyond that. I was riding just the other day in the car, and we were driving down the road. And this is what I heard from the Lord. Some people don't know how to live on the other side of the Jordan. Some people don't know how to live on the other side of the Jordan. You know, sometimes we are so identified with struggle in our life. And we have been, we've had so much catastrophe, so much controversy, so many challenges and issues, that once we cross to the other side of the Jordan, we leave the land of not enough, we leave the land of just enough and we cross over the Jordan that, that we don't know that the, the, the grapes are there. And they're all there and we're living in this and the best times of our life exist right at that moment. We are in the best place we've ever been in, but what do we do now because I don't have the struggle anymore. I've seen women who had abusive husbands that were drug addicts or alcoholics and, and, and they, they survived that for 20 years and the husband becomes sober and the next week they end up, the next month or two they end up divorced. 
And you wonder, why didn't you divorce him while he was a drug addict or an alcoholic? Because they don't know how to live in the other side of the Jordan. They don't know what it means. when You see, once you get to the other side and you've got the grapes and the honey and the land flowing with milk and honey, which is where we're to believe to go, how many grapes am I supposed to have? What, what do I do with all those grapes? And people become very discontented and very, they, 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 they all of a sudden kind of lose their, their mojo, so to speak, and they, they dry up. Because they don't understand that faith works on both sides of the river. Right. But the faith on one side of the river isn't the same as the faith on the other. Right. Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? Here's what the Lord said. I heard him say this. They live with a rubber band around their waist forever. They live attached to a rubber band. And so they go along the walk of God. They hear the word that you preach and they stretch that rubber band, stretches, and they go further and further, and all of a sudden bills are paid, things happen, changes come in their life, they begin to see, but the rubber band's getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and because it has to snap, or they're going to be pulled back or live in the strain, think about this, they either fall back into the ruts that they've always been accustomed to. I mean, it can't really be this good on that side of the Jordan. I mean, can I really live without all that mess? Can I really live without all that controversy? I mean, does God, I mean, and they don't know what to do. They become completely lost. They don't know how to switch their faith from getting to enough and more than enough to continuing on. See, over in the other side of the Jordan, the challenges were different. The contaminations were different. On this side, it was unbelief. Over here on this side, it's complacency. How do you stimulate yourself when nothing's stimulating you? That's why preachers get up and preach messages about how God puts you in that mess and how God beats the crap out of you, excuse me, and how God tears you up. And Because that, that way you'll know who God is. Instead of telling you that the other side of the Jordan already has lands flowing with milk and honey, and, but there are cities to take. There are lands to possess. There are mountains to climb. There are grapes to pick. You still got to harvest the milk. You still got to harvest the grapes. And they don't know. And so they, they think that, that if they don't have a controversy, they don't have a challenge, they don't have a problem. But God wants us to leave the land of not enough. Look at somebody and say, God wants, God wants you to leave, leave. the struggle. Listen, get out of the struggle. Stay, get out of the struggle. God does not want us in struggle. He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. We got to learn to walk in the freedom that God has given us and find the joy in that freedom. We, we, you know, you, you're not, you don't have to go backwards to go forwards. You don't have stop trying to find what you used to have and move on into what you do have. Stop trying to recreate what existed before and stop allowing that to be the determinant factor of your life moving forward. Stop staying. Stop living in the guilt. We feel guilty. We go back and we feel in this guilt like it's guilt. Like if we leave those possessions behind or we go forward beyond those people. I had people for years who hung on to my coattail, who held on to the bottom of my pants. And every step I took forward, I felt bad because they weren't going with me. They didn't move forward into education. I did. They didn't move forward into blessing. I did. 
They didn't move forward in a message. I did. You got to move forward into your blessing. You got to move forward into the things God has for you. You got to realize that faith is for now. It's for right now. It's not for yesterday. Faith is now. It's right now. Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I'm going to quote a few things, then we're going to go home. First of all, I want you to realize that faith belongs to you. It is a, a tool that God gave you. Matter of fact, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Faith is not emotional. Many of us, our lives are emotional. We live in an emotion. We're looking for the next high. And let me tell you something. You have to understand something. God would not have given refreshings. Here's what he said. He said, times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. If there were not times, we were not refreshed. This is not a statement of where you're supposed to go. This is not a statement of what you're supposed to do. When you look and see how God has, has moved you and blessed you and anointed you and, uh, and, and provided for you, that's a sign. That's the sign that you moved into the right place, that something new is happening when the houses come and the cars come. But if you continue to let the rubber band pull you backwards, that stuff will roll off of you and it will recede. I saw it in the pump. If you don't pump... Ain't no water coming. And when we get to the place where we don't know what to pump, that's the problem. We're lost. We don't know what to pump. You see, I said this the other day. The Lord spoke to me and he said to me, if you create a need, I'll fill it. If you create a need, I'll fill it. But see, you can't. There's only so much need that can be filled from a box. There's only so much need that can be filled. One thing we have to understand about the Samaritan, the good Samaritan. The Bible says that he gave to the man, he blessed the man, he poured into the man. But he couldn't have done it unless he had something to give him. But if you stay contained in the struggle, and you stay contained in not enough, and you stay contained in the little, and you stay contained in the lack, and you never move on into the blessing, and you never believe God to go into more than enough, and you never continue. I mean, what's wrong with more than one house? What's wrong? What's wrong with that? What's wrong with believing God for bank accounts that are full? And when we put up a sign, you could write the $62,000. I'm going to read some things to you, and then we're going to expound on them later. But just let me give you some of the notes and the nuggets that God gave me. That, that you've got to switch your gears. I mean, once you get saved, is that where faith ends? No, faith goes beyond salvation. What if you say, well, I, I just don't have any energy anymore. I don't know. I've lost my zeal. You lost your zeal because you have no vision, and you have no vision because you didn't understand you crossed the Jordan. What your vision used to be was a land of milk and honey. Your vision can no longer be for a washing machine if you already have one. If you're already driving a car and living a house... But, you, but, but, what, but, but what is it that maybe God wants a nicer car? You say, but is that a need? I want to read a few things God gave me. Just listen to this. Just listen. 
He said it's impossible to please God without faith. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that is, could I have a better marriage? I just want to know. I have, I have the best. I do. No joke. Seriously. My wife and I laugh. You can't have the best. I have the best. I got the best. I do. I have, man, I love my wife. My wife loves me. I mean, it ain't perfect. I didn't say perfect marriage. I said best. And I know there are others that have equally as well defined marriages. But I, I, I want to know this. Is it the limit? Is that the limit of marriage for me? See, if I feel like, well, I'm in the best. Oh, I'm so drained. I don't know. God wants you to believe for better than the best. More than the most. If he is the most high God, then there's more than the most. Lord, if somebody would just get what I'm trying to say. Why would we live in this place and believe that we have to survive? And I, the Lord so stimulated me that I went through my house and started writing down the stuff that needs to be completed. Why am I living with a washing machine? Right now my washing machine's broke. Every two or three washes I have to take the thing, turn it over, let the water drain out of it, and I'm living with that. What? Just be glad I got a washing machine. That's like having an outhouse when you got running water. God don't want me to have an outhouse. I got running water. I need to believe for the toilet that's nice. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. I'm not going to live with that no more. I'm not living. My washing machine, the weight in the bottom of it breaks. Every time I put towels in it. My wife hates to wash towels. Can't stand to wash towels. I got to thinking, why in the world am I living with a, I'm just, I'm self-humbling, I'm, I'm, I'm living in some, sign of, some kind of self-depraved state when God doesn't want to have me live there. Car that, you know, I mean, you may be running around in a car that don't work and you think, well, I'm just, just battling for Jesus. You're supposed to cross the Jordan and believe for God to bless your car, bless your children, bless your house, bless your job, promote you. Higher and higher, glory to glory, he's changing us. We're not going backwards, we're going forward. Salvation just headed me in the right direction in God's blessing. And for me to stay motivated in God is not an emotion, it's not how I feel. And let me tell you this, in the nicest of ways, in the nicest of terms, please love me when I'm done. Some of y'all need to stop talking and listening and dealing with and hanging out with the people from the past. I got a friend, I love him to death. We played cards every night. Every night. I went to school. He didn't go to school, this kind of thing. I love him. I love him. He's a great friend. I still consider, still love him. But I went somewhere he's not going. I can't hang out with him no more. I hear from him every so often. But he ain't my pal. 
He ain't my buddy because we ain't headed to the same place. We ain't doing the same stuff. I don't need to put. My dad one time sat in the car with me and said, son, you know what's wrong with you? I said, no. He said, you need some new friends. You need some new friends. I'll tell you, it was like the Holy Ghost came and sat down in my car. And you know there are times when the Holy Ghost will speak through somebody. You know it's the Holy Ghost because you're sitting there and you're needing a word. And they just say something. You're like, huh? I'd heard my dad speak a thousand times. He'd talk to me. And one day we're sitting in the car. And it was as if the Holy Ghost came and sat inside of him. And he looked over and said, you know what's wrong with you? You need some new friends. It was, I mean, a ding, 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 ding. I started thinking about all my friends. They were all bums. I just, let's be honest about it. Don't, I'm calling it what it is. They were all bums. And if I didn't want to be a bum, you can't hang out with bums. Amen. You can't be hanging out with losers. You got to leave the losers. I was watching this movie the other night, The Gridiron Gang. Anybody ever watch that movie? I'm sitting there. I must have been all emotional about the movie because I'm crying, you know, carrying on. I don't know what was going on. I was tired, I think. And I'm sitting there, and, and, and he says to this kid, this Weathers kid, he says to him, says, says, listen, you're not a loser anymore. You just haven't learned to win. When I got saved, I lost the land a loser, and I am going to learn how to win. I don't have to live a loser life no more. I can live the winner life. A life of more than enough. A life with land flowing with milk and honey. I don't listen to folks who don't have something to tell me. Don't come counsel me on marriage if you ain't married. What you got to tell me? You can't tell me Jack. I didn't say nothing bad. If I was to be angry and sin, no, I didn't say nothing bad. Y'all's mind went there. Can't tell me nothing. I used to be the world's authority on children. I was. When I first got in the ministry, I could tell everybody about their kid and more. I learned just shut up now. <laughs> just shut up. Don't tell nobody how to raise their kid. Don't give them no advice other than, baby, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Oh, Jesus, help them. Help them. Please help them. Got a bunch of ungodly people, undisciplined people, people with rebellion in their heart, don't hang out with rebellion, you'll get rebellious. Don't hang out with mess, you'll get mess. You get yourself in a crack house and you're going to be in a mess. You hang out in a bar and you're going to be in a mess. You get with the wrong woman on the internet, you're going to be in a mess. Lock that thing down, lock them out. Just say no. You got to put on your Joseph shoes, man. I mean, even if you're naked. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I don't care if I got to come out with nothing on, baby. I'm coming out. 
I'm not staying in that mess. I'm not hanging out in that. I got to get out of here. Got to come out. I got to come out. I don't care if you come up with me. I'm coming up. I don't care if you come out with me. I'm coming out. I don't care if you go where I'm going. I'm going. If I got to leave you behind, if what you want is the other side of the Jordan, I'm moving into the promised land. I'm going to the blessings. I'm going to walk. Tired of not enough. Some of you have been preached to for years. Listen to messages for years. And listen and, and never change. Nothing ever changed. Nothing ever changed. Same mess. Just learn to put up. Just learn to live in it. I'm not living in that. I told my wife, if we ain't happy, I'm gone. And you look at me and say, what? Because I made up my mind we're going to be happy. That's not a choice. I'm not staying in something. I'm, we're going to be happy. you got to make up your mind. I'm going to be happy. I made up my mind. I'm going to be wealthy. I made up my mind. I'm going to be blessed. I made up my mind. I'm not having a broken dryer. I'm not having a broken washing machine. I'm not having a... Uh, 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 listen, my checking book... <laughs> it's been times. But I'm tired of that. How about you? Are you tired? Yes. Are you tired? Yes. <clears throat> Sometimes it's our fault. I just said, God, forgive me, and moved on. Thank God he forgave. Listen to the shit. Listen, listen, listen. Just, just some thoughts I wrote down. He's a, re- excuse me, a rewarder of those that diligently. Our challenges and our circumstances are only the backdrop for the use of faith. Our challenges are only the backdrop for our use of faith. The need to use faith is before, during, and after events. God wants us to use it before them, during them, and after them. And remember this. What the devil is trying to steal from us is the word that God gave us. When you think about the discouragements and things that go on in your life, they come as a challenge to what you believe, what you were taught. They come to pull the word of God out of your life. The devil would love nothing more than the message that I've sown into your heart for it to be ripped from your life based on some stupid something. And it always is some stupid something. It is. I mean that in the nicest way. Faith is also used to bring rescue and resource into our life so that we're equipped to handle the challenges. Faith is also used to render useless The barriers between me and my success. Faith is now. So don't delay. And don't procrastinate in using it. Many of us wait until we're moved upon to use our faith. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait. Don't delay. Use it now. Never allow your circumstances to crowd out your faith. Never allow your circumstances to crowd out. Faith. This one is big. Listen. Faith is my action in correspondence with his word demonstrating that I believe no matter what the challenge. That his word sown in my heart will keep me and not fail. Let me say that again. Faith is my action in correspondence with his word demonstrating that I believe no matter what the challenge that his word sown and kept in my heart will not fail me. Never be guilty 
of not using your faith because of insecurity, guilt, embarrassment, or challenge itself. Sometimes we sit there and we feel like that we have no right. We have the right. And it isn't based on you, it's based on him. Faith was given to us not based on what we are, but based on what he is. If it was on us, we couldn't be saved. For by grace are you saved through faith. It was not your ability to get saved, it was your faith that got you saved. And it's your faith that will bring you out. It's your faith that will take you higher. Faith, without a doubt, will bring me out. Faith, without a doubt, will bring me out. Faith is used to create things that are not. Faith is used to move and change things that are. Faith is determination of the things against, and it is used to extinguish and put those things out. And God has provided us a shield to use against the enemy, which is the world, the flesh, and the devil. Listen to a few more things I wrote down. Faith is the pump that pulls things from the realm of heaven into the realm of earth. If we continue to use our faith, things going forward and things, if we don't, things will dry up. It is as if things will roll off. If we do not continue to use our faith for things going forward, then the things be, will dry up. If it is as if things will begin to roll off us or recede like waves rolling away from the shore. I want you to think about it. Have you ever used a pump? You know why you have to go out and prime the pump? Because what was in the pipe recedes. Think about it. You could have something in the pipe. Think about what God said to me. Steve, you could have something in the pipe. And one more pump could bring it out. But if you don't pump, it will recede. You know, you only need so much water. When I was talking about need, never mind, let me keep going, let me keep going. I need to read these and be gone. If we don't maintain our faith motion and momentum, the pump must be moving and action is required. Being still will not provide the necessary vacuum that is needed for the displacement of the thing being pulled up. You have to have a vacuum for it to fill. If you haven't created a vacuum, that's why you're dried up. <laughs> Unless you believe, you will not receive. Believing is what will cause us to act. Acting is what will cause us to receive. The pump is believing. Faith is moving the handle. 